The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Let's Get Radical is brought to you by Avalara, sales tax automation for businesses of all sizes. Visit us on the web at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Welcome to the business show that will change the way you look at your business practice, your organization, and yourself. This is Let's Get Radical with Liz Gold and Jody Paydar. On today's show, you'll get the straight scoop on what it means to be radical and how it can help you become the next success story. Now, here are your hosts, Jody and Liz. Hey, Liz, are you ready? Uh, Jody, I'm totally ready. Let's do this. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about one of my favorite things today, and that's uh, tacos. Oh my god, I love taco. What's what's your favorite kind of tacos? Um, I'm a shrimp kind of taco girl myself, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I like pork. I carnitas. I have to say, like, um, yum. Um, there's so many taco places here in Portland, Oregon. A lot of food trucks. So. Well, today when our guest is um, taking tacos to a new level, and it's totally a, uh, an innovative business, and I'm really excited to have our guest today because she's actually one of our customers, but aside from that, I think her business model is really cool, and it's different than a traditional caterer. Um, so I'm going to give her a proper introduction. So we're talking to Leanne Lai uh, this morning, and she's the owner of Gorilla Catering, and it's actually a San Francisco-based catering company with a mission to feed innovation one taco at a time. Um, she has a passion for lean operations and knowing the people, faces, and stories behind small business. And while she's not feeding tech companies and filling their bellies and fueling their brains, she loves to travel. She gets inspired seeing, tasting, touching other places, lands, and foods. And most recently, um, after she was inspired by her cousin's wedding, where she had the chance to give them a candy bar, she recently lost, launched a sister company, Karma Sucre, which is a catering company based on desserts. Doesn't that sound awesome, Liz? Yeah, it's making me hungry already, and we haven't even gotten started yet. <laughs> so, Ian, tell me about how you ended up starting, or starting Gorilla Catering. Well, I actually started when I opened a restaurant first. I opened up a brick-and-mortar neighborhood taco shop. And uh, that kind of functioned as this wonderful lab experimental kitchen where we did lots of fun Asian fusion, Latin fusion taco concepts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it all kind of started from there. And um, I think with that concept, I really just wanted to be able to bring really great, amazing SoCal Baja fish tacos to Northern California, San Francisco, where I live. Um, Mm. And then from there, it just kind of started happening where we started catering different uh, events. We started catering Burning Man and little indie pop-up music festivals and fairs and such, and kind of took things mobile and on the road. And I think from there, it just really, I think I really delved into my passion for catering and events and pop-ups. And what year was all this happening? When did you start the brick and mortar and, you know, what was the year that you trans sort of transitioned into the more mobile business? Right. That was 2009 or 10 is when I first started doing all the remodeling for the restaurant. So we started with this empty shell of a space, actually. Um, it used to be a pizza shop and hadn't been remodeled since the 70s. So we went in, wow. uh, gutted it, and it was really funny. We were doing the remodel and taking the signage off of the windows. And so we took one sign down, and it said sushi restaurant. And we took another sign down, and it said Chinese restaurant. 
And we took another <laughs> sign down and it said pizza restaurant. <laughs> so wow. <laughs> so many transformations. Yeah. Uh, you know, we went in in 2010, got all the permits, the remodeling for about nine months. And I had that shop for about two years and was running the restaurant and using that same kitchen to cater out of. And it just kind of became where catering just took off with just more and more volume. We cater tech companies and bigger companies, more companies, more frequently. Um, and so I eventually sold that shop and moved to just this big industrial commissary kitchen uh, to just give us more space, more capacity, um, to be able to produce more food and deliver and go to where people want our food. Wow, that is so cool. So you basically, yeah. you, you have like a mobile company in ter- that offers food for people, which is, I mean, pretty brilliant. And how how did you realize that you had the passion for catering um, as compared to, you know, owning a restaurant? <laughs> I think that's just something that I naturally found out through the process. Yeah. Um, I think there's always that American dream of owning your own restaurant. And I've always been passionate and always knew I want to work for myself. That was something very Mm -hmm. apparent to me when I was in college, that I want to work for myself and small business um, really appealed to me because I think you can have more intimate uh, relationships with people and you can know their stories, whether it's staff or other vendors or suppliers. Um, You get to really know people. And so I feel like it has more heart. Um, and so, yeah. Okay. I feel like I have so, a zillion questions right now. Don't well, answer, I, Jody. <laughs> I, well, I'm going to interrupt you, Liz, for a second, because okay. I think what's really interesting about Leanne's business model is a lot of her catering orders come through the internet. And, uh-huh. and so Leanne, can you explain a little bit about how people actually order your food? Yeah, actually, most of my business comes from the partnerships that I've developed. So I work with um, Zero Cater, Cater to Me, Choose, Zesty, uh, these companies that they go out and do all the um, sales and account managing and billing. And then they work with a whole list of vendors, including myself, and give us orders to fulfill. So then we make the food and then deliver it to the offices or customers. So that's totally a non-traditional catering model, right, Liz? Whereas, like, in traditional catering, people actually call the caterer direct, where Leanne's right. through a third party. And it's amazing to me because, of course, it happens in San Francisco. So is there, it's sort of like the company is subcontracting you to fulfill the order of their client? Is that right? My understanding there. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can think of it that way. Yeah, yeah, I that's what I've been thinking about a lot lately. So um, <laughs> that's how I have to think about it. But so so it sounds like you get your client. Your clients are sort of that middle party that they go out and they find the business and they deal with all of sort of the administrative stuff, and then you fulfill the orders. So so you're not so you you don't have any clients that you work with sort of directly. Uh, we do. We do have. Okay. Um, a portion of our sales that we do work with clients directly that come to us directly through, say, uh, our website or through referrals. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, I do really see the beauty in leveraging these kinds of relationships with these third-party companies. Um, Being a small business, I really like having just, say, a staff, a core staff of seven to ten people. And given that, you know, we're lean, but I have to really think about where and how to dedicate our manpower and hours. So I really just mm-hmm. like leveraging these relationships. I'm happy to give them a commission um, mm-hmm. and for them to do all of that upfront legwork and the more kind of like administrative stuff that, you know, would take up a lot of our hours and we just focus on producing food and getting it there. Right. So you're really able to focus on what you are passionate about and you don't have to deal with sort of like the admin and all of the business development and all of that. So what, what is that company? What is that called? Like, is it, how do they sort of identify themselves in the market? Um, uh, I think they kind of market themselves as meal planning, coordinating companies. Okay. Got Um, it. 
they typically take the load or burden off of, say, an office manager who would be yeah. doing all of this kind of legwork, so freeing up her time. And how did you discover that this option was available to you? Did they come and find you, or did you seek them out? How did th- this opportunity happen? Yeah, I think this was early on when I had the restaurant. It was maybe a year in, and I was just trying to brainstorm how to just increase my sales, you know, just more mm-hmm. volume. At the restaurant, we're getting, you know, one or two people at a time or, you know, groups of like four or six. And I think I just Googled catering marketing and mm-hmm. then found a couple of these companies and just started talking to them and building a relationship. Wow. That's pretty fantastic. And it's, it's yeah. it sounds like it's <laughs> been pretty great for you, too. Um I mean, because seven to ten people on a team, I guess, are they spending most of their time um, creating the food and coming up with menus? Like, what's what's your role compared to, say, other people in the in the business? Yeah, so I have so it's three uh, in the kitchen prepping, and mm-hmm. then three to four on the other side, say, managing delivery and logistics, um, and. I would say now I'm not operational, so I'm not, say, hands-on. I have a kitchen manager and a catering manager that I feel really grateful to have that I really trust. Um, so I'm thinking more about more, uh, like, looking to the future and kind of bigger picture, strategizing of how to stay relevant and um, how to make sure. So we do, I like doing, I like doing tacos. I know mm-hmm. that. And I like doing, I like doing one thing and doing it well. So we're not planning other menus or creating other menus. So I'm thinking about ways just to stay relevant and, you know, top of mind for people. Mm-hmm. And so when, so when the company that you, uh, who brings you the clients, you know, when they, when they say to you, do they, they want like you to come up with a menu or do they say this client wants X, Y, and Z? Like, is there, is there sort of a, how does that work? Right. Uh, you know, those companies, they have like a whole list of maybe hundred, 200 vendors that do yeah. different things and different cuisines. So I think when they come to me, we're known for doing really great tacos. So mm-hmm. I think by the time they get to me, they know that they want to give their clients tacos. So it might be like Tuesday um, they want to do Taco Tuesday or they want to do like a happy hour margarita kind of nacho bar on Friday. Um, right. Then that's gotcha. when they're calling us. Gotcha. Okay. So they, you definitely have your niche, you know, yeah. <laughs> they call yeah. you for the taco. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I love specializing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and um, I want to talk to you about what goes in, what you feel like makes a good taco, but well, I'm going to save that for the next segment. So everybody, we're talking to Leanne Lies. She's the owner of Gorilla Catering out in the San Francisco area. So um, we're going to continue talking with her when we return. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. 
Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Paydar. And our guest today is Leanne Lai. She's the owner of Gorilla Catering uh, out in the San Francisco Bay Area. And everybody here at Voice America and on the air right now all agree that tacos rule. <laughs> so, Leanne, you specialize in tacos. What makes yeah. a good taco? I mean, we all, I think it's all <laughs> relatives. You know, we all have our own little right. thing with the tacos. But what do you feel like makes a good taco? Okay, I feel like tacos come in all shapes and sizes, and <laughs> we make a lot of tacos. Like for Cinco de Mayo, we made probably 7,000 tacos or more that wow. day. Wow. Um, oh, my. <laughs> wow. But I still Taco love production. eating other people's tacos and trying different sauces because they come in so many kinds of varieties. Um, yeah. So it's hard to say what makes one great taco, but I will say what doesn't make a good taco. Okay. Um, so I don't think cheese should be on a taco or shredded cheese, let's say. <laughs> I think that's yes. not okay. <laughs> I would get so upset when people come to our shops. And granted, you know, we still do this. But when people would ask for cheese on their taco, the thought that runs through my head is, well, go to Taco Bell for that. Yeah. That's not a taco. Old school. It's pretty old school, <laughs> I feel like. Um, so just simple. I think just a really well juicy marinade meat, um, juicy, can't be dry, and some mm-hmm. kind of really fresh, bright sauce. Like I really like tomatillo, which is like really bright mm-hmm. and tart um, mm-hmm. and mild, or something roasted. I love, love, mm-hmm. love, love something roasted. Yeah. And yeah. How do you feel about cilantro? Oh I my hate God. cilantro. I was just going to that, Jody. Wow. It's like, wow. That was my next question. Okay, Leanne. Don't hold back. Yeah. Tell us. Yeah, this is a this is another divisive thing. So I love cilantro. I yes. love fresh herbs. Me I love too. cilantro and onions. <laughs> it's just fresh. <laughs> but I've come to learn from serving a lot of people tacos. Uh, some people do, this is, and this is a valid thing, they do have a cilantro allergy that makes it, makes them taste cilantro like it's soap in their mouth. <laughs> I have that. Well, I know people don't like that, but I, I love yeah, it. I cannot do cilantro. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> like soap in your mouth. So, how does that affect your business? Like, can you put cilantro in things when you're catering, or do you do it on the side, or how do you deal with all of these like crazy food allergies that I think everybody right. has now? Right? How do you deal right. with all the gluten people and all these um, allergies <laughs> that seem to be? quite popular these days. Jody. <laughs> it's right, cracking yeah, me up I over think, here. Yeah. <laughs> everybody has allergies now. Um, so I think it's important to be able to cater to people's dietary needs. And that's what, you know, we do. By definition, we're caterers. Um, so with catering, it's actually really great because we serve everything family style. So I love tacos. And I think the beauty of tacos, too, is that when you can build it yourself, I get so excited if I have tortillas and I just see all different kinds of meats, all different kinds of sauces. So that's what we do for our customers. Um, we set up a taco bar buffet. People can build the tacos themselves, and if they have any dietary allergies or you know, concerns, they can build the taco around those issues. <laughs> you don't have to have cilantro if you don't want it. Right. <laughs> Right. Leave it alone. Just put it down. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah we, put that's... It, we put it at the end of the table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think that's, that's interesting because I think, um, you know, 
our society has changed a lot where there are a lot more food allergies. So that's awesome that, you know, your business has been able to adapt to that because I, I can only imagine how hard it is now to um, do catering when you have so many people who have so many different allergies and, and so many different restrictions on what they're eating or not eating. Yeah, definitely. Especially in San Francisco, I think it's a very health conscious and just eating conscious kind of town. So I think it's really important um, from a business perspective to be very sensitive and adaptable to those concerns. Um, but it does start to get a little comedic. Uh, I think we had one person who couldn't eat capsaicin, which is uh, like the sea, the, the spicy part that comes in uh, chili, and then mm. couldn't eat garlic and couldn't eat salt and couldn't eat basically a whole bunch of stuff that comes in tacos. So wow. we end up making this person was just like a, a piece of grilled chicken with rice. Aww. And it's a little I mean, sad for them. So yeah. Yeah. I, know, I feel bad, but I think they were very happy. So, you know, we'll do whatever we can to accommodate and meet people's needs. They Well, they wanted to probably be included on the taco train. You know, it's all, everybody wants to eat tacos. <laughs> and if you can't eat taco, like pieces of the taco, I guess yeah. you just have to leave it out and yeah. build it like you yeah. can eat it. Wow. And now you're yeah. moving towards doing like the after meal, right? So you're doing the like after tacos, what do you eat but dessert, right? So now you're moving towards sugar and other sorts of desserts. <laughs> and how has that transition be- been um, working with kind of a different medium and a different clientele? Um, I, yeah, yeah, you know, for me on a personal level, I, I love tacos and I love dessert. So they're both things I'm really just passionate about food-wise. Um, clientele-wise, it is a little different. So with Gorilla Catering, we do a lot of taco catering for tech companies for lunch. And with the dessert catering, we're doing a lot of weddings, so working with brides or engagement parties. Um, and then also some corporate clients, which there is a little bit of crossover between Karma Sucre, the dessert company, and Gorilla Catering, the taco catering company. Um, but all in all, it's been really fun. I think it gets me in front of different kinds of people. And, you know, thinking in terms of working with brides, it's, I think there's always that, like, concern of, uh, like, the crazy bride. But I always try to think of it as, you know, our job is to just try to make people feel at ease and comfortable. Mm -hmm. Because she's Mm -hmm. got so many things going on. She's talking to three different vendors for every single, you know, thing she has to book, which is maybe like, I don't know, like 20, 25, 30 different vendors. And so I I like that role. I like being in a position to be able to just put somebody's mind at ease and just be like, you know, this is end of the meal you don't have to worry about it it's what's going to make everyone just smile and happy at the end and we'll take care of it yeah i was going to say the sweet table is always the best part of the wedding i know right you can't disappoint so i feel like i like and the bar (laughs) yeah and the bar (laughs) (laughs) people always pick apart the entree like the chicken's too dry or like the steak wasn't done enough but no one's gonna get mad at dessert yeah, like no, I, 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 yeah, everybody's pretty happy with dessert, I think, for the most yeah. part. But so, so yeah. what kind of desserts do you create? Oh, we've done all kinds. Um, oh, so we did this really, I did um, a candy station for sparksf.org. So they're a nonprofit in San Francisco that uh, raises money for women's issues and causes all around the world. Um, mm-hmm. And so they're doing their, uh, black and pink ball. So it's an annual ball fundraiser. Um, so it's pink themed. So we set up a table with like beautiful orchids and pink satin uh, linens. So it's all themed. And I have my friend who's the owner of a macaroon company here in San Francisco. She custom made some pink macaroons um, in different mm. flavors. So lychee flavored, passion fruit, and balsamic yeah. strawberry. Wow. The last one. So we matched the theme and color and with flavors. Um, and it was tons of fun. Wow, that's fantastic. And and so when did you launch um, 
the late this latest dessert venture was is it yeah. has it been um soon i mean recently soon recently <laughs> uh we launched i would say it's been about a year and it started more organically yeah. it starts with um friends asking for candy bar stations for their wedding because we, they knew we catered um tech companies for mm. lunch and i was like yeah sure we could definitely pull this off this, this is you know within our repertoire and just start going from there with referrals um starting with friends weddings and then people who are at their wedding ask for us to be at their wedding and so on and so forth and do you have a separate team? I would imagine you have a separate, whole separate situation over there for the, for the um, dessert company, or is it the same? No, we we just we cross over. Oh, okay, Thank gotcha. You. Yeah, it's kind of like um, on our timesheets, we'll just clock off Gorilla Catering, but then clock back on Karma Sucre. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. It's Interesting. Team. It's the same team. Yeah, I like working with the same people, the same team. I think that goes back to. Uh, really loving small business and having just a really core, lean, tight team where mm-hmm. we just know each other all so well and we know how we function and work. So it's just kind mm-hmm. of very, it just turns and goes and runs. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk more about sort of how you structure your business in the next segment, but what I'm, I'm just curious, what is the lead time you need inter- uh, for catering an event? Hmm. Um, I mean, we've done things, I mean, we prefer 40 hours notice, but we've done things on the fly for last minute emergency, taco catering emergencies within an hour. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> A taco emergency. That's amazing. Yeah, how, do you, how do you do there's that? There's definitely taco emergencies. These things exist. <laughs> oh my gosh. What, so what <laughs> constitutes a taco emergency? Some, uh, some supervisor somewhere saying, oh, my God, my people are staying late tonight. i got to get them tacos or they're not going to work yes. for me. Like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> or it's more predominantly, say they had another caterer book, but that caterer, for some reason, canceled oh. or no-showed. So then, okay. you know, someone gotcha. will call us and be like, oh, my God, we need, to, we need food in 30 minutes for, you know, 50 people, 100 people. Wow. So it would be interesting to know if you um, do a rush fee on those people. Because I know in the freelance world, oh. if, somebody, if somebody does <laughs> that to you, you're like, oh, you need this by when? Oh, I think I have to give you a rush fee. <laughs> or sometimes not. No, we haven't, we haven't done that. I think it just gives me a lot of pleasure to be able to yeah. feed people and then come through and save the day. Yeah. In some sense. You know, and be like the taco hero. The taco hero. Okay, well, well on that <laughs> note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue talking to Leanne uh, about her business, her businesses. So stay tuned. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. 
Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You're listening to Let's Get Radical, and I'm Jody Paydar, and I'm here with Liz Gold. And we are talking to Leanne Lai, who is the owner of Gorilla Catering, all about her business. And before we get into this next segment, my favorite part of um, the show and her financial underwear drawer, um, I have to give a quick shout out to Intuit as a thank you for sponsoring our show. But Leanne, um, you know, I'm kind of biased because you're one of my customers, so, right. <laughs> you know, I do know a little <laughs> bit more, but I guess I would like to ask you about um, what you found as a small business owner to help you run your business from various professionals, not necessarily me, but other people who have guided you along this course and how have they helped you um, move and grow your business? Other people. Um, yeah, I would say. Earlier on, my landlord was a great mentor to me. Um, he was the one who actually purchased this big mixed-use building that housed that empty shell of a space that hadn't been touched since, since the 70s. Um, mm-hmm. And he was a great guide as far as tax planning, and he had opened up bars and restaurants himself before plenty in the neighborhood. So he pointed me to a lot of great contractors, where to get things cheap, how to get things done fast on the fly, when to definitely get permits. Um, and he also gave me this really great sage advice. Uh, when I first started, I had a partner, and we didn't see eye to eye. That became apparent quickly. And so I ended up buying him out and just going solo. And my landlord had told me early on, and I remember this very distinctly. He was like, Leanne, if you can do it yourself, just do it on your own. Because he had gone through so many different partnerships that went awry and didn't work out. And I think that was something that really spoke to just having, uh, like, a personal confidence about what you can do and not needing or having to depend on somebody else. So I would say, yeah, that was one person that was very um, influential and just a very simple kind of adage that he imparted to me. So I actually, I can, I'm sorry, can I just interject for one minute? I just have a question about the space because... The landlord, so you said that the space wasn't being used since the 70s, was that? And that you were able to get into the space and that sort of, that was the start of your brick and mortar business. Do I have that right? Or did I totally misunderstand that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It hadn't been remodeled since the 70s. I think the last time it ran as a pizza shop was probably 10 to 15 years prior to when I opened. So I've been empty for a while. Yeah, so I just think that that's an yeah. interesting piece because for people that are looking for, you know, retail space or, or you know, physical space, that's, that may be, you know, an interesting avenue to take, especially if you're trying to, to save some dollars. Okay, that's all I had to say. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, so I guess another one of my questions for you, Leanne, which I think you do a phenomenal job at, is you've really taken to business ownership, meaning... I know you help in the kitchen sometimes, but I think a lot of times business owners get stuck in the role that they are traditionally trained in. Um, and yet right. I've seen you do a really good job of stepping back and letting go of um, some of that detail to let people on your team step up um, and really help you run your business and you get to do mm-hmm. more strategic oversight kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And right. what what allowed you to do that or what was kind of the catalyst to, to make you realize that your, your vision is probably better um, doing something other than like chopping tomatoes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Which is very Zen and meditative unto itself. um, And an important, probably in a taco too. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, definitely. Um, I mean, that's really important, tomato quality, like in your salsa and your pico de gallo. But I think it was early on in the restaurant, I was hands-on, hands everywhere. I felt crazy, like a scattered person. Um, you know, and I there's a certain point where I realized really harnessing and leveraging the team, there's only so much that I can do. And granted, I would do it the way that I want it done. But I think I realized that if you have all hands on deck, there's so much infinite exponential power that can happen when you have, you know, more people on board. And so, and I see that. I think that was my own issue. And I see that as a lot of other small business owners, Achilles heel, where there's a sense of, oh, well, if I don't do it, it's not going to get done right. Um, And I understand that to an extent. I think if I don't do it, it's not going to be done the way that I want it done. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's not going to be done right. It's going to be done a different way. And I think it's important to really trust the people that you have uh, hired in their roles and capacities to trust them and give them space to do things, to learn, to make mistakes, and to really take ownership of their defined roles um, Mm -hmm. so that you can really step back and think more strategically, think longer term, think bigger picture. Otherwise, and I've learned this from experience, I just get stuck in the day-to-day of, oh, God, these chips aren't perfect triangles. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so I, you have a very close-knit team that, you know, you've said that. And, and what is important for you when you're hiring somebody? What do you look for? Yeah, I think it's attitude. I think it really yeah. goes to attitude. And I've seen this. And I, it's something that people say over and over, and I think it's completely true. Like, you can't hire based just on a resume or skill or, you know, work history. Um it really is those pe- the people who come in who are smiling or just already just naturally smiling. Mm-hmm. You can tell a genuine smile from a fake smile, you know? And mm-hmm. just someone with a self-starting attitude will start picking things up and just start doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that, that's the most important thing, just attitude, because you can't, you can't shape or change that in a person, I don't think, or I haven't been able to yet. No, what do they say that you can teach somebody a skill, but you can't sort of teach them character, you know? Yeah, um, I, I found that to be very true. <laughs> yeah. Who, so who yeah. was your first hire when you, when, like, who was that? What was that role? Oh, this is really good. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say first hire, but my current kitchen manager, he was one of the first hires. And mm-hmm. when we first opened the restaurant, we did this open Craigslist basically a casting call. We were hiring for cashiers, line cooks, prep cooks, dishwashers, everybody. And he had no experience, and he just started, he's like, well, I'll just do dishes. And he was amazing at dishes. He was better mm-hmm. than everybody else at dishes. And um, his name is Rabit. So mm-hmm. in English, we just started calling him the rabbit because he was just so fast. Uh, yeah. And then he just worked his way through to prep cook, and then he's like the best prep cook, better than any other prep cook who had tons of work history and worked as a line cook. And now he's my kitchen manager and runs the whole kitchen and runs the whole show. Wow. I love that yeah. story so much. Yeah. That's amazing. So he's been working with me, and I'm really grateful to have him um, for the last, yeah, six or seven years. That's wow. awesome. And so, you know, I know a little bit more about your background but you know I know you've had some challenges with growth and I guess my thought to you is is um or my question to you is is how have you dealt with the growth that you've experienced because I know you've experienced some significant growth and how has it affected you as an entrepreneur Hmm. um I think it's gone it's come in waves I think before I'd always say yes to everything Mm-hmm. And so, for example, um, this is when I was, let's see, I was selling the restaurant and moving to the commissary kitchen and going through that transition where we had to move everything and cut the staff by half, couldn't take everybody. And that week, we got an order for a really big tech company here in uh, the Bay Area for 2,000 people. And up to that date, we'd only done meals for up to, say, 500 people. 
And wow. I just said yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we ended up, you know, I was talking with my chef. We're like, oh, man, how are we going to do this? What's going to happen? Let's end up. So I negotiated with the buyer of my restaurant if we could stay an extra week. And I asked my new landlord at the commissary kitchen if we could move in a week earlier. So we ended up using two kitchens at once to wow. feed 2,000 people for that day. Um, so that was before. That was maybe five years ago. I just, said, I just said yes. And I think now it's much more measured growth because I think we're in a very, very stable place. And so I want the growth to, to be growth, but I, I want us to internally feel really um, controlled and smooth about it. Like, to me, it really matters, say, the internal functionings of the team. Um, when we did right. that 2,000-person day, we pulled it off, and it was great. But it did feel crazy. I will say that. We felt crazy. <laughs> we were all exhausted <laughs> after that week. So yeah. Really I, about how, yeah, but how does a team feel that day? Do we work together? Were we all smiling? Granted, we're, like, tired, but, you know, are we all in a good mood still? Um, so the growth has to match that internal feeling and functioning. Now, so we have to. We almost have to go to break, but I want to ask you this: What? How many catering gigs, typically on average, do you do a week? Um, I would say we, on average, we feed. We're Monday through Friday, so we feed maybe five hundred people a day on average. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's incredible. And I'm, I'm just so curious about like how you actually, the, the planning that goes in, that's involved in that. But we're, we have to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to continue talking to Leanne Lai. She's the owner of Gorilla Catering um, and Karma Sucre, right? Is that how you say it? Karma Sucre. Sucre. Okay. So yeah. stay tuned. <laughs> business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network are you a small business ready to work remotely with a cpa who is passionate and radical new vision cpa group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price we understand that tax and accounting are important But the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at Avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Paydar. And our guest today is Leanne Lai, owner of Gorilla Catering and Karma Sucre. 
my gosh. Wow. Whew. Okay. So, <laughs> Leanne, so I'm so fascinated by yes. the work that you do because, you know, you're feeding masses of amounts of people on a very, you know, streamlined team. So how do you manage all of this? Like, how do you manage your jobs? How do you manage your employees? How do you know what to take on and what maybe like would be not to take on, you know, give us some, give us sort of the inside scoop there. Hmm. Okay. Well, if we're talking about planning for meals, um, we usually get our orders the week before, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. This is one of the reasons Mm -hmm. why I love catering. Um, as opposed to, say, restaurants or brick and, yeah, brick and mortar restaurants. Um, a brick and mortar restaurant, you have people coming in and out, and unless you have reservations, you don't know who's coming and going or how many people or what they want. So with right. catering, it's great because we get orders, you know, a week before, and we can look at our schedule in the coming week. And this is also why I love just specializing, and I highly recommend it. Um, mm-hmm. So instead of having 20 different meals to plan for and shop for and prep for, we Mm -hmm. have basically one menu to create. And Mm -hmm. so that does really make planning and ordering much easier. And we can bulk buy um, and really plan things out uh, accordingly. Wow. And so, so do you... That's like, I mean, and you do most of that. Like you organize the, you decide which sort of um, catering gigs to take on and which to sort of not take on or does somebody else do that? Um, yeah, I have a catering manager and we, we do have, you know, ultimately I give her a decision on what to say yes mm-hmm. to or, or no to. Um, mm-hmm. But we do have discussions about what our minimums can be and what's really feasible and given that we have a lean team, there are times that we've had to say no, which I really don't like saying no, but yeah. there's times that we do have to make that decision. Like ooh, a couple of weeks ago was Cinco de Mayo. And that's a day that's, you know, really big for us throughout the whole day. And we got this uh, request for a churro bar midday for 30 people. Um, so that's one that, you know, we did talk about it and we did decide that, you know, given that we're really busy and we've got tons of deliveries throughout the day, that's something we're going to have to say no to. Um, so mm-hmm. we can choose our battles, definitely. Yeah. And, and so do you feel like, wh- where do you want to grow? Like in the next, say, two years, three years, where do you see your companies going? Yeah, I see. Um, it's interesting. So... I like what we do, and I like that it churns and it's got its own legs. Um, mm-hmm. So I really see more growth with Karma Sucre, the mm-hmm. dessert catering company. Um, and it's just fun. I think it's a new, like, space and kind of landscape for me to – and it's not just dessert. We are really big on design, too, mm-hmm. um, to fit the wedding or the event's theme and mood and vision – Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, mm-hmm. and it adds a little variety as opposed to kind of the same taco, right? Like, because your um, girly catering is, catering is very much the same, um, you know, over and over and over. But with um, the dessert, you can be more creative or indiv- individualistic. Right. So with Karma Sucre, we really, uh, we're really focusing on customizing. So doing desserts, but in a very customized way to fit the bride's theme or vision or say, oh, we did this really great um, corporate gig where it's a client appreciation party. And um, we did champagnes and cupcakes and customized the cupcakes with the logo of the company being celebrated. So, yeah, I think it's it's really great that we can just do this kind of special planning for Karma Sucre, with Karma Sucre. Okay, one quick question before we wrap up. I just have to ask, what? so what do tech people like to eat? I mean, aside from tacos, which is probably the obvious, <laughs> but, like, what are they hungry for? <laughs> okay, uh, I will tell you, I think, okay, so I think tech people like to say, in terms of, I think we like to say we all like to eat quinoa and kale and, like, really healthy, <laughs> and I just drink my green juice, and that's what everyone says they want for lunch. But I think what people really like to eat is, yeah, tacos and barbecue and pizza. 
There you go. You heard it here first, people. (laughs) So, so Leanne, this was so great to talk to you and learn more about what you're doing. And I know now that when I go to San Francisco, I'm going to have to find you. Um, But tell us how people can get in touch with you and start or making orders for tacos. Yeah, it's easy. Uh, Just find us on GorillaCateringSF.com or for desserts. You can find us on karmasucre.com. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. Um, and so we need to wrap up. But, Jody, we have a lot of stuff happening, which is very exciting. Um, it is very exciting. Yes. It is, it's all official now that Let's unofficial. Get Radical is going on the road. And we will be in Vegas um, at the AICPA Engage Conference. And it is the second week in June, and I do actually have a coupon code if people reach out to me to find out how they could get $100 off their ticket. Yeah, and it's a big, big conference for accounting people and for the people that love accountants. It's like six conferences rolled into one, marketing, technology, wealth management, you know, all of that good stuff, tax, <laughs> and, uh, you know, which I avoid at all costs. And so, but Jody and I are going to be doing our thing, interviewing people, um, you know, two days. Live for two days straight. So bring us cocktails because we're going to need it, I think. But no, um, so yeah, email us. If you have an idea for the show, you can always email us at Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. We're on Facebook. Um, we, you know, you should listen to our shows on iTunes and Stitcher. Leaving us a review really helps get the word out about what we're doing. And um, what else? Anything else we need to say? No, we just love um, to hear from you guys. So um, yeah. if you have any ideas for the show, please let us know. Because, um, you know, actually, one more thing is, do you know it's like our first anniversary? I know we have been doing this for a year now. It's kind of amazing. It is amazing. So we and we want to do it for the next year. So absolutely reach out to us if you'd like to be a guest or part of our show. And eat more tacos because it's very good. They're very good for you. And um, I guess with that, we can we can sign off. Thank you, Leanne. And until next time, we will be getting radical. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning in to Let's Get Radical. Please join Liz Gold and Jody Paydar again next Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This week, it's time for you to get radical. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.